This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 17th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Lawmakers getting updates on fertilizer spike. Stabenow hopeful on Build Back Better money and chickens for Ukraine. Senate Ag Commission's fertilizer study update. Fertilizer prices are continuing to soar, threatening to go higher. So the Senate Agriculture Committee has asked economists at Texas A&M University to update a study that detailed the sharp cost increases heading into this year. The update will likely show fertilizers have risen 20 to 30 percent over the level shown in the study released in January. A&M economist Joe Outlaw disclosed during a House Ag Committee hearing yesterday. Outlaw told AgriPulse he expects the update to be ready in a couple of weeks. The original study said fertilizer costs, including import tariffs, rose an average of $688 a ton from late 2020 through October of 2021. By the way, economists at the American Farm Bureau Federation have posted a primer on the Ukraine war and the implications for global food and fertilizer supplies. Economist Veronica Nye warns that many countries that import fertilizer from Russia are on the list of, quote, unfriendly nations, which could ultimately disrupt fertilizer trade and drive prices up even further. House Chair appealing to Vilsack on Ukraine humanitarian crisis. Some House Ag Republicans say the committee's focus yesterday on how the next farm bill should address climate change was ill-timed, given the situation in Ukraine and the soaring fertilizer and fuel costs. How is this administration, how are we in Congress addressing those high costs and inflationary pressures? What is the Biden administration doing? Asked Representative Rodney Davis, an Illinois Republican. Representative Austin Scott, a Georgia Republican, called for a hearing on the potential reductions in the global food supply and the impact of hunger and geopolitical stability around the world because of the Russian invasion. Ag Committee Chairman David Scott of Georgia said his colleague's comments were well taken and that he has been preparing a letter for Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to bring some additional tools to help address this humanitarian crisis that is now taking place. He didn't provide specifics and his staff declined to elaborate on what the letter would address. Stabenow not giving up on ag climate money. Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, insists she's optimistic the agriculture portions of the Moribund Build Back Better bill can still pass Congress. The bill contained $80 billion in ag and forestry provisions largely intended to address climate change. Stabenow's list of items that could still pass include tax credits for clean manufacturing and electric vehicles. She said, I do think we can get some of these basic things home. She spoke during an interview with Punchbowl News. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. U.S. poultry sector mulls logistics of aid for Ukrainians. 
The U.S. poultry sector wants to help Ukraine by delivering chicken to its beleaguered citizens. Members of the USA Poultry and Egg Council are looking for ways to make that happen, the group's president told AgriPulse. There is support in our industry for putting together some sort of a package to Ukraine, but we don't know how we could get it distributed, according to James Sumner. Nothing is getting distributed within the country, so even if we could get it to the border, we're afraid that we couldn't get it distributed beyond the border. Another complication, Sumner says, is that the poultry would likely have to go through Poland, a member of the European Union. The U.S. doesn't export poultry to the EU because it bans the practice of using antimicrobial rinses to prevent salmonella contamination. You should also know MHP, the largest poultry processor in Ukraine, is struggling to keep operating. The company says one of the uh, one of its warehouses full of frozen chicken burned down during a recent Russian attack near the capital city. No workers were killed, but a lot of food was lost, the company says. Every employee of MHP will do their best to ensure that Ukrainians have food products, the company says on its Facebook page. Chile gives boost to U.S. beer exporters. The government of Chile has for years defied demands from the U.S. to stop requiring rigorous testing of U.S. beer. Every product line of every brand of beer had to be tested every two years, quote, to verify potability, Guinnessness, and to ensure the compliance with the Chilean regulations. That according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Well, after five years of pressure from USDA in the office of the U.S. Trade Representative, Chile has now agreed to scrap the need for all that beer testing, giving the U.S. brews more level playing field to compete against European beer, which is exempt from that testing. The U.S. shipped $178 million worth of beer to Chile in 2021, making it the top agricultural and related export to Chile, according to the FAS. Singer argues for less logging and hearing. Singer and activist Carol King is pushing lawmakers to repeal logging provisions in last year's bipartisan infrastructure law. King told the House Oversight and Government Reform Subcommittee those funds should be put toward fireproofing homes. King, who is critical of the current permitting system used by the Forest Service, argues that the focus loggers place on large trees rather than smaller trees and brush limits the effectiveness of their fire prevention efforts. Forest Service Chief Randy Moore told the panel there currently are insufficient markets for those smaller flammable materials. Here's today's She Said It. To say that this hearing is redundant is putting it nicely. That Representative Kat Kamek, Florida Republican, complaining at Thursday's House Ag hearing that the panel has had six hearings to address climate issues. Ag Committee member Sanford Bishop, the Georgia Democrat, defended the committee's focus on the climate issue. We ignore it at our peril, and it will definitely have an impact on our production capacity. It will have an impact on food and hunger. It will have an impact on supply chain jobs. And I could go on and on, he told AgriPulse. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 17th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Alley.